It is Thursday, May 6th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, future TV game show host, who is J.P. <laughs> Shadrick? Uh, welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. My name is J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. We've got a big show today. We've got a lot on the plate today, in fact. We'll uh, go through the draft, the uh, review of the Jaguars draft picks coming up. Jeff Lagerman has been digging into the tape. We'll get his thoughts of the Lawrence Etienne picks, of course, in the first round, and a few others for the Jags. We'll dissect those. And what now at tight end? We'll touch on what's going to happen at that position, if anything, moving ahead. That's one hole that Urban Meyer said they still have to do a little work on after the draft, and we'll go around the National Football League, including some quarterback controversy in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hmm. Jeff Lagerman with us. Good afternoon, Jeff. What's up? Uh, good afternoon, JP. I, I, every time you say we've got a really big show. Really big. Really, about a size 12. And so uh, <laughs> I, I might be a little old school like Joe. And when you hear that phrase, what do you think of? Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Got a really big show. Yeah, that's right. Really big show. Really big. <laughs> really big. Uh, we don't have the Beatles today, but, you know, it's <laughs> whatever. It's big. We got Trevor Lawrence, though. Uh, a lot to get to. Well, you've been watching the tape. We're going to get to some of the deeper guys a little I, later. Well, but well f- f- let me say excited. this, JP. I mean, first off, I- I've watched the tape plenty on Trevor Lawrence prior to the draft and yes. then and then watched a bunch of it after the draft as well. And then a lot of the draft picks was able, you know, once you start giving, mean, you got 300, 400 prospects, you're not going to watch the film on all of them. You just, there's only so many hours in the daytime. But once the draft happens, you know, then you jump onto the tape on these picks that the Jaguars got. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at all of them, any of them that you want. Mm-hmm. I got all, all the way as far down as the uh, uh, draft pick in the fourth round, Jordan Smith. Okay, the defensive So I got end. through round four okay, good. so far on the film. You only got two guys left. I've only got a few left. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then, Maybe oh, a couple of undrafted guys. I will too. take a look at some of the undrafted guys because I can tell you that in years past, that's some of the in- most interesting tape that you'll actually look at. And that you'll see a guy and you go, hey, you know, when we get to training camp, take a look at this guy or keep an eye on this guy. Yeah. So we'll do all that coming up. Let's start, though, with Trevor Lawrence, of course. Uh, he, he seemed to be as advertised. I don't think that was a shock to anybody when he showed up in the building on Friday for his press conference and the tour around here to meet uh, the coaching staff. Oh, he already knew the coaching staff, but meet uh, everybody in the building and get his jersey and everything going on, the press conferences. Um, but he was – Obviously impressive logs to me. I mean, polished, smooth, everything that we had really heard about the guy came through, oozed through that press conference, it felt. Yeah, I think, I think the maturity really shows. And if you talk about having a guy that's, that's ready-made to handle the spotlight, to handle the pressures of being the first overall pick, I, I don't even know if, if Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning – was as polished and as prepared as Trevor Lawrence seems to be. Peyton was pretty sharp. Yeah, Peyton's pretty sharp. Peyton was sharp because he was in that highest situation reality. and all that. Peyton didn't win as many games as Trevor Lawrence. That's true. Um, so, but uh, I, couldn't beat Florida either. By he, the way, here's the great well, exactly. <laughs> but here's the great thing: there's nothing that we've seen, and certainly nothing that I've seen of Trevor Lawrence that I haven't liked yet. I mean, it's just. Uh, 
everything he does seems to impress me more. And 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 look, I, I understand where he's coming from. I understand that he's still a young guy. How he's handled himself up to this point, how he continues to handle some of the things that he's faced uh, up, you know, leading up to the draft, during the draft, after the draft. He's just he's just polished and uh, I think that makes me more excited than just the raw physical talent, which continues to amaze me. You, know, right. you go back and you watch more tape after the draft, and and this week I was able to watch every career touchdown pass that he threw, and it's we're actually going to be – it's a lot. Yeah, it's a and long time. We're actually going to be doing a couple film segments coming up on Jaguars.com, so a little cheap plug there. I like that. To where we're going to be looking at his arm, and we're going to be looking at his legs and his arm and what the things do to complement each other. But uh, but it's just it's just fun to watch him because the more you watch him, the more you like. And that's it's not very often that that happens with most prospects. Typically when you get – to a certain point on some guys, the over-analysis tends to kind of – you start to nitpick a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you start to find flaws that you make bigger than they actually are. And with Trevor Lawrence, it's actually kind of the opposite effect. I think the more that I've watched him, the more that I appreciate the talent that he has. We uh, caught up last week on uh, Friday, in fact, right after the first round of the draft with Eric McLean. He's a, now, full disclosure, he's a former Clemson offensive lineman, okay? Let's put that out there. But he is now an ACC network analyst and covered a lot of Clemson games over the last few years that involved Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. But his thoughts on Trevor Lawrence on the field and some of the traits that really should translate to the NFL for him. When you talk about, you know, these can't miss prospects, we say, well, there's no such thing. This is about as close as it gets. I mean, you've got a guy who's six foot six, 220 pounds, has no character flaws, is a model citizen. And oh, by the way, like you said, can make every throw on the field. And, and I think what's really interesting that, you know, we've seen these pro days and it's been really cool to see, you know, guys running around and, and running sideways and throwing the ball against their body on the opposite side of the field. But they're not doing it with shoulder pads on. They're not doing it against the defense running for their lives. They're not doing it with any defender. Trevor's done it, and Trevor's done it in games, and we've seen that. So when I say he can make every throw, you know, we've seen that very evidently at Clemson. And I think you're exactly right. The running piece of his game is going to be so dangerous. I'm so excited to see how Urban Meyer and the staff use that aspect of his game because it's an ever-evolving league. And if you can have a guy that is that dangerous at both, You've got to think they're going to take full advantage of it and, you know, can't wait to see uh, Trevor Lawrence and Teal and Black. One of the most impressive things to me, just watching all these videos and things, you go on YouTube and look up some of these highlights that people put out. But there was one that was basically only him rolling left and throwing (laughs) down the field on target and hitting things on a dime 40 yards down the field. You don't see that too often. That is some special talent. There's no question. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's great to be able to do that basically in your underwear, but when you're doing it with pads and a helmet on and going against the defense, it, it just means so much more. And, and that's exactly what he's done. I mean, there's countless touchdowns of him rolling left and then throwing strikes. I mean, not just throwing ducks in the air, you know, delivering it. I remember Hunter Renfro at Georgia Tech, you know, three years ago now where he's rolling left and j- delivers a, a sideline perfect ball in the end zone. And so that's what you can really expect. And what that does is it just open up, opens the playbook up so much more. You're not limited to, okay, we can only run this play this way. 
you can do it all and you can do it wherever and whenever you want. And, you know, I think that's really what is just so impressive about him is the arm talent, the legs, and then where he's going to get better. You know, we were talking with a couple of uh, Jacksonville based radio stations today, where you're going to see him get better is mentally and how this is going to become a chess piece for him for the next 10, 15 years where he's toying with defenses and they don't even know what's about to happen. That's Eric Mack Lane of the ACC Network. Our thanks to those folks for the assistance getting him on with us last week and the folks at ESPN as well. You know, that's the thing. You, you mentioned the, the legs of Lawrence, you know, and he used that a lot in the, the spread option game, the mm-hmm. pull it out and run. Is, you know, he can run. He's an, he's an athlete, 6'6", six, six, like 215 right now. I, I don't think you want to do that every down with him. No, but if you mix it in a few times a game, it's one extra thing you have to worry about. Well, look, nobody's going to confuse Trevor Lawrence with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> right. Okay? I mean, that's not where he is. And uh, I was having a conversation with uh, with Chris Ryer, who works uh, with in the Jaguars video department, and I thought he he described it perfectly. And he said that that Trevor Lawrence has a great awareness of when to actually maybe put his body on the line a little bit and when not to. And which means that, look, if it's a critical juncture of a ball game and it's third and one and you need to move the sticks to play another down. Shoulder down. He's going to put the shoulder down. Yeah. If it's second and one and you're up by 30 and <laughs> you've got a, a big guy, he's going to slide and not get the first down. I mean, he just – he has this – this instinctive way of playing the game that's just it shows a level of maturity and understanding of where he's at that's so far advanced for most quarterbacks at this particular point in his career that it's amazing. And now I understand why when when you kind of watch some of the things that Trevor Lawrence does with his legs and some of the things that they were able to do at Clemson, you understand why they drafted ETM. Yeah. You understand why they put a, an emphasis on trying to find a tight end, and, and you could hear the disappointment in Urban Meyer's voice when they weren't able to address the tight end position higher in the draft. It's because a lot of the, the threat of a running quarterback, the natural uh, complementary plays are plays that go to the back and the tight end. Mm-hmm. And uh, so – it's going to be fun, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching how this offense evolves with Trevor Lawrence because he can do so many different things. And, and early on, I think some of those things where he does some running and then the threat of him running creates opportunities certainly can be taken advantage of early in his career once the other things start to show a little bit more capability, the deep passes, the reading the defenses. And I'm not saying it's going to take a long time for him to figure that out because he's he's got a pretty good grasp of it already. But I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve in the NFL just because the defensive playbook is maybe about four times as thick as the college playbook. You mentioned uh, Travis Etienne, the number 25 overall pick. And Urban Meyer, after the draft, was asked about his role in this Jaguars offense. And the way we've always looked at offensive football is that, you know, just over the years, anytime you can find that dual threat guy, the guy can carry the ball and catch the ball, you know, obviously the name that comes up is Percy so often. I'm not saying he's a Percy, we'll find out, but he's a guy that he's, he's a piece of the puzzle that's kind of hard to cover. So over the last year or two at Clemson, ETN really worked on 
catching the football more consistently after practice. Jugs machine with Trevor Lawrence, and it showed up the last couple of years combined. He has over 1,000 receiving yards, and he could barely catch a cold the first year when he showed up on campus at Clemson. So he worked on this. Now, the idea that he's Percy Harvin, he's not Percy Harvin. That was a different kind of player at Florida. But the idea of that position where you can line him up outside, throw a bubble screen to him, and then he can take it 40 yards after a three-yard pass, that's the idea I think they have in mind for ETN. Well, I watched uh, – I went back and I watched every target that he had in 2020. A target is yes. where the pass is intended for him. It doesn't matter whether he catches it or not. It's just the ball is headed in his direction. And I thought maybe there was one drop. Out of all the targets really? that I saw, That's it. yeah, I mean it was it was amazing. I'm, when I say drop, I mean just a flat out drop. Yeah. I mean there was some balls that were very d- difficult to catch or got tipped or whatever that weren't necessarily on him. But I mean he's got a he's got really nice soft hands. But the thing that impresses me consistently about Etn, yeah, he's a he's a dual threat running back. Yes, he runs the ball very well. Yes, he is a legitimate receiver. And yes, they're going to be able to get favorable matchups when they have him on the field with maybe J-Rob, and then they've got a matchup with a linebacker and a detached alignment. A detached alignment is not in the backfield. Okay, well, now all of a sudden you put a linebacker out in an island, man coverage, and it's very similar to maybe some of the concepts that you can take advantage of with the tight end. That is truly a, a great place for ETN to be in, and I agree with Urban Meyer, great spot for him to be in. But what makes ETN special? His speed. I mean, yeah, he's he, fast. He the angles that defenders take don't work because he's so fast. He catches the ball and he turns. Uh, there was one particular play that I watched. It was, uh, uh, in fact, I, I got it written down on my my play sheet because I got my game pad right here. Okay, it's like a, a three a minus three yard catch on a screen. He turns it into like a fifty three yard sure. touchdown run. So explosive, quick Nobody to can top catch speed. Him. No, nobody yeah. can catch him. And he's got great balance. He's got great vision. He's He's got ball awareness. He does a great job of switching the ball, making sure that it's protected at all times. Uh, I thought it was a very good pick. And look, uh, never been a big fan of drafting running backs high in the first round or in the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to argue with this one just because of the explosiveness explosiveness of ETN. And it's not like he's just going to have his hands on both of his knees in the backfield every down. Like He's going to be out and about moving around. And it feels yeah, that, like that, in the it's kind of It's kind of surprising, yeah. JP, that, I mean, what, think of teams in the National Football League that the Saints, I mean, obviously come to mind because of what they do with Kamara. Yes. Now, and Kamara so, does routes down the field, though. Well, that's what they're, I think that's what they're envisioning for ETN. So if, if we're wondering what can they do with ETN, think of Alvin Kamara. But he, but here's the thing. Did Drew Brees threaten anybody with his legs? No, no, no not a chance. No. no. Well, no, see, no. That, now, see, that's the added X factor yeah. of what ETN with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback gives you. Because when the quarterback is a legitimate threat to run, now all of a sudden these detached running backs, or if they're even – attached in the box, so to speak, of the offense. Now the linebacker's eyes are not just on the back in coverage. They're on the quarterback that could run. So that gives an advantage even more so to a back like ETN that can be detached or attached and be a legitimate receiving threat. So I'm excited to be able to see 
the opportunities that are going to be created schematically for for the young man ET. Absolutely, uh, find the the right matchup and and go to town and take the snap and then go go about forty yards. Yeah, Let's he's uh, I'll take and, it. and and you know the, the the one knock on the pick is that it's a running back, and and I, I said in our draft um, radio program that night that I was a much bigger fan of ETN than the Alabama running back Najee that ended up Harris. going to, to Na- Pittsburgh Steelers Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah. And because of ETN speed. And I just don't I mean I, I thought Pittsburgh made a mistake just because you just you never bypass speed when it comes to that position and, and they did. But uh and then the 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 one knock obviously is that he's got a lot of miles. Yeah, and that he is the, what the ACC Clemson record holder for yards he's, rushing in a season. The, yes, absolutely. But a two-time uh, player of the year in the conference too. But, but look, yes, it's a lot of mileage. Emmett Smith had a lot of mileage yes, he did. when he came out of Florida, right? <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, and then guess <laughs> what? He ended up with a lot, a lot of, of miles, miles in the and, NFL. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the most of anybody, in fact, in the NFL. Let's come back in a moment. We'll hear from Tyson Campbell, the Jaguars number thirty-three overall pick, the second-round selection for the Jags, a corner. And get into uh, Walker Little, Andre Cisco, and all the rest coming up on the Jaguars Happy Hour. If you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals. And join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com community and fuel greatness from anywhere. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whether you're going coast to coast or running a quick out, Ford trucks and SUVs are built to turn any drive into a winning one. America's best-selling brand puts the biscuit in the basket with a versatile lineup of SUVs, including Ford Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and the all-new Bronco Sport. The playmaking F-150 and the go-to Super Duty continue their dynasty as the best-selling truck in America for 44 years straight. Break away and visit your local Ford dealer today. Best-selling brand based on 2010 through 2020 CY total sales. 44-year claim based on 1977 through 2020 CY total sales. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. 
Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity Coach Meyer came to a uh, he came to a football camp down in Florida it was at FIU and I think uh, him and Saban were there and uh, I got a chance to meet him and Coach Combs at the time. And, you know, we just hit it off from there and always had a great relationship. Um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't choose the Ohio State University, but um, me and I always knew me and Coach Meyer always got along well. And, you know, it all played out perfectly. So I'm excited. That's Tyson Campbell, Jaguar's second-round pick out of the University of Georgia, the cornerback. And welcome back to Jaguar's Happy Hour, presented by the Duval Motor Company, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagavin, Brent Reber on the video side, Joe Fortunato on the audio side today. Glad you're along with us as well as we review the Jaguar's draft picks. And uh, they go cornerback in the second round. Logs, a guy who's, what, 6'1", he's long, he's fast. And I guess Urban Meyer probably would get along with most guys that are 6'1 corners that can run and, and play the ball and do everything. What have you seen on tape from Tyson Campbell? Got great movement and a great size for, for a, a bigger corner. And when I say great movement, he's like glue. He is always right in the hip pocket of the wide receiver. I honestly think that he's going to compete for a starting spot with C.J. Henderson. You I think, think that really? I, do, I really do. It felt like after you know, the pick and the press conference at the end of the draft that Urban said, "Hey, he can be an interior guy at least to start your nickel, maybe an extra guy." You think he could go? I outside? think he can come in and compete. Wow, I do. I think he can come in and compete. I think he's got the size. I think he's got the discipline. He, uh, I think he does a real good job with consistency as far as uh, at the line of scrimmage with wide receivers. He's very good with his hands. He doesn't get faked out. He doesn't get double moved. I mean, he's a guy that I think that's got uh, – the only thing that he's missing is what people talk about, and that's legitimate. It's the ball skills. Does he make plays on the ball? And it's always about the ball, and that's the most important thing is uh, your conversation with Daniel Jeremiah mm-hmm. uh, was talked about earlier. And that, uh, you know, with the corner, uh, you got to be able to put your hands on the ball and make interceptions. That's the one area that he has been lacking in his career so far. So it's an area that needs to be improved upon, and it can be improved upon. I'm a big believer in that 
everything can be improved upon, even ball skills. You're not just either born with it or not. I mean, some guys are born with a higher level of it, but I think it can be worked on and improved upon. And that's the one category that he's got to be able to do is is to track the ball better, to do a better job with his hands, and also making better decisions when to knock the ball down with one arm versus getting your body turned and become a receiver. And I think that's the one area that he needs to improve on. uh, You mentioned that interview with with Daniel Jeremiah. That will run on Monday on the uh, Jaguar social channels and on Jaguar.com. Am I giving out the secrets No, 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 it's okay. We're actually going to hear from him coming up. We're teasing the tease that's ahead. That's okay. (laughs) We're going to get to that coming up. So that that just continues – the build and the rebuild that the Jaguars have done um, in the secondary this offseason. It's been a full defensive rebuild, it feels like, except for the linebacker position for the most part. Uh, let me, let me defensive line and free agency well, and let, now the just, secondary let's stay again. In, let's stay in the back, in the back end yeah. just a little bit, and we're kind of jumping a little bit deeper into the draft because I think Cisco, the safety for Syracuse, mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a baller. Now, he – he is. He doesn't need any ball skill improvement. I was going to say he's <laughs> about as he was the best in college football when he left last year. This, this cat Whoa. can if the ball's in the air, he's going to get it. And uh, and I, the the one knock on him obviously is that he suffered a knee injury and he's going to be rehabbing and coming back from it this year. But if he didn't have the knee, I mean, there's there might be he might be the top safety picked overall. And, and I can tell you from watching the film. The the top rated safety that went in round one, what was his name? From uh, was it TCU? Oh, Morig. Morig. Yes, that's right. Yep. Morig. Okay. No. I'll take Cisco over Morig all day long. All day. All day long. Watching the film really? on them two, I'm taking Cisco. Why is that? It's about the ball. Taking the ball away. It's about the ball. Thirteen picks in twenty four games. It's about the ball. It's a lot to take. Well, first of all, his ball skills, he's a he's a more than capable defender. He can play in the slot and has played in the mm-hmm. slot and coverage. Uh, I like him. Is he physical? Like what's his can he come hit guys? He's, if he not, needs he's to? not what he I wouldn't say that he was quite as physical as Morig as far yeah. as tackling. Yeah. Uh, but he's plenty physical enough. And then here's the reality. Would you rather have Ed Reed? <laughs> Or Ronnie Lott in today's NFL. Well, yeah, well, Ronnie Lott will get you penalized a lot. And, uh, he'll lose a lot of fine money <laughs> hey, look, these days. I, lo- yeah, I love yeah. Ronnie Lott, man. He was a <laughs> teammate player. of mine, one of the greatest teammates I ever had. And he used to he used to hit guys, and we used to call him. He'd put snot bubble hits on you. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. But that, you can't do that in, the, in today's game. But uh, mm-hmm. but Cisco's got great ball skills. He's got nice coverage. He's uh, he's good against the run. You know, he's just got to just he's got to keep on working on that rehab and and if he didn't get hurt, I mean, who knows where he would have been drafted? But I think that's a real nice compliment to a to a Tyson Campbell is the Cisco young man from Syracuse. Let's move to the trenches now, and the uh, Jaguars get a tackle out of Stanford Walker Little, a guy who hasn't played in darn near two seasons. He was injured early in 2019, first game of the season. Had a knee issue, a knee injury, ACL, and then came back out of that, but then opted out last year because the Pac-12 decided to not play football. So he's like, you know, we'll, yeah, go, I mean, on, we'll go on to the draft. Can By we... the time the Pac-12 decided to play, he's like, oh, well, we're already halfway to the draft. I'm gonna, we're opted out. It's done. And uh, so, hey, he's been 
out of football for a while, but he has every physical trait you want. I mean, he's 6'7", 320. He can move. He was one of the highest-rated recruits coming out of high school. He had a track record his first two years on the field at Stanford, including a first-team all-conference selection as a sophomore. The guy can play. He just hasn't well, played in a while. Can he play? <laughs> you know? Here, here's what, what I think. First off, I wish people would stop saying that somebody opted out when the conference and the schools decided not to play football. Fair. Okay. That's fair. The, the terminology is not proper to say that so-and-so opted out. He didn't have the opportunity. Uh, little is certainly not little. He, he reminds me of kind of a, a John Ogden, Tony Baselli, and I'm not talking about level of skill. I'm just saying just body the, type. The, the body type, the size. When you say he's a big man – it's not like you put the air hose into them and you start pumping them up, okay? Because there's a lot of guys that play tackle and have played tackle in the National Football League for many years that if they were walking around every day, some of them might weigh 220 pounds. Luke Jokel was that. Luke Jokel was a guy that probably is to this day, he's probably 230. Yeah. Okay, but then he gains weight to be a, an offensive tackle in the league. I think he was end up being around 315, 320, I think, mm -hmm. was when he was at – but this is like like Vaselli guy. I mean, he, this guy this guy walks around. He's just a big man, big man. And so when he's carrying three hundred and twenty pounds, he looks like he's carrying two hundred and seventy five pounds. Yeah. It's natural. I, I, mean, just I went fits, back. Looks right on him. And he played one game in nineteen, and then had the knee injury. Mm -hmm. And so, and then last year the conference didn't play football until it was already way late. Yep. So you go back and you watch the twenty eighteen film. That's what I did. Uh, the guy has, first of all, he has great flexibility. For a big man, he can bend, he can contort, he can do a lot of things that you would expect out of smaller people. The way that he gets in his stance, the way that he drive blocks people, uh, he's a, 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 a guy that gets movement. He's got excellent footwork. And this is going back to 18 when he was a young pup. Yeah, he was a sophomore. So, you know, and, and – and scouting, a lot of times, is forecasting, so you have to project. Well, here's a, a difficult projection because you're trying to project a guy that hasn't played in a couple years, and it's going to be three years, right, or almost three years, a little almost three years since he's played, once he starts playing again. And so, But if you project, if you looked at how he played in 18 – and then you had that very short snippet. He got hurt in the first game of 2019. You look at that. And then you just kind of continue to, to follow the trend of where he was going. Many people expected him to be the first overall tackle yeah, taken in the right. draft this year when he would be coming out. Uh, he can run. He can run block. He's got excellent feet. I would guess that he could play left tackle or right tackle. I think it doesn't matter. I think you can play him wherever you want to. I think he's going to be the immediate swing tackle. And I think that he will push for a starting job, if not, if not during this year, because of the lack of activity the last couple of years, then certainly when you go into 2022, he will be competing for a starting job or he will be your starter. All right, because – Cam Robinson is on that one-year tender and the franchise tag, so hey, it, maybe it's a natural transition. Maybe or or earlier. Right? I, I like Who that knows? pick because look, if you if you want to get a franchise left tackle, 
typically it costs you a franchise draft pick, which is right. a first-round pick. That's right. Well, you're getting him in round two. Two? Yep. For a potential franchise. And what they wasn't even top of round two now. Yep. Okay, it was your second pick in, in round two. And you're potentially getting a franchise tackle. And obviously – that's forecasting now, yep. and, and, and that's, you know, are we stretching to that a little bit? Maybe, but that's where many people fa- felt that he would end up this year. So can he end up there? If he does, I mean, what a draft pick. If you get a franchise left tackle with a second-round pick, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, then a starting corner and a running back who you think could be a playmaker. Oh, and the because, franchise quarterback on one draft. JP, JP oh, right now – you don't have a franchise left tackle or a franchise right tackle. Neither one of your tackles have shown that they're franchise guys yet. So you need to have somebody step up and say, I'm your franchise guy. Now, I hope – look, any of the three do that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. Somebody's got to step up and step say, up. I'll be your franchise right tackle or I'll be your franchise left tackle. And, and, and what, one of the greatest things – to get people to do that, mm-hmm. competition. Competition. If you got competition, it ought to be ought to bring the best out in everybody. If it doesn't, got a problem. Pressure busts pipes, or it creates diamonds. Logs. Think about that for a while. Well, yeah, but we were talking about coal under pressure, immense pressure for <laughs> thousands and yeah, thousands of years to make diamonds. That's so, right. but we don't have thousands. We, we gotta- of years to wait a few months to find a franchise left tackle, JP. <laughs> Thank you very hurry. much. So the comparison is probably not very good. Appreciate that. Logs. We'll be back in just a moment, and we'll get through the rest of the picks. We'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> coming up as well, NFL Network. And check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. This program archived every week. Jaguars reporters on Mondays, the Huddle Up podcast with Bucky Brooks on Wednesday. The Ozone Podcast tomorrow with Judy Batista. Give us that five-star rating, and we're halfway home on Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity jaguars fans here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go exclusively from tiaa bank the jacksonville jaguars visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide and it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account order yours today visit tiaabank.com slash jagscard TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. 
visit csicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for CSI Companies. We've been through a lot this past year, but there's light at the end of the tunnel and comfort in knowing we don't just have good things to look forward to, some have been with us all along. Because no matter what happens out in the world, our pets are always there for us. And we are always there for them. Pet Paradise, it's a new day in pet care. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Whether you're going coast to coast or running a quick out, Ford trucks and SUVs are built to turn any drive into a winning one. America's best-selling brand puts the biscuit in the basket with a versatile lineup of SUVs, including Ford Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and the all-new Bronco Sport. The playmaking F-150 and the go-to Super Duty continue their dynasty as the best-selling truck in America for 44 years straight. Break away and visit your local Ford dealer today. Best-selling brand based on 2010 through 2020 CY total sales. 44-year claim based on 1977 through 2020 CY total sales. guys that they got they fit all the uh, all the measurables that you'd be looking for here so a lot of them were high you know big time big time recruits that I'm sure Urban had a relationship with and had talked to um, at, at the high school level and they, they a lot of name brand programs it was just uh, yeah it was interesting it was kind of a theme that kind of followed them throughout this draft but uh, they're gonna look they're gonna look the part when they get off the bus next year I can promise you that Move the sticks. That's Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network draft analyst. And welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. The full conversation with D.J. coming up on Monday on Jaguars.com. We're on an initial basis now, Logs. D.J., J.P., the whole. Anyway, yeah, Monday. What was the line that, on the that site? D.J. used J.P.? <laughs> uh, appreciate you. Get off the bus, right? Something like No, he said to you. Oh. I mean, like, you guys are tight, man. You guys no, are no. Like, he's, best of buck. He does a great job, obviously. It's a lot of work, too. He hasn't. He's a, he does a good job. He does a really good job. And the, he hasn't he's been on vacation He's not Mike, Mike Mayock, but he does a good job. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Mayock fan. I always have yeah. been. I think he, when, when he was doing – his work with uh, with the NFL Network and NFL.com, his stuff was I, I thought was impeccable. He uh, he had an opinion, he formed his own opinion, but he also talked to people, was able to gather opinions, and I, and he was his very accurate. His information was on. Like I would I would my the way I've always kind of done it is that I would look at people's rankings of players and then I would watch the film on a guy, and after seeing where they are ranked. And then I would go back and read the review or the opinion on the person to see if it matched what I what I watched. And Mayock, even though I, I thought he had a little bit of a reach over the last couple of years in, in drafting, me and him have always had pretty close opinions. Like he, he drafted the defensive end 
from uh, from what school is that instead of drafting? Clemson. It was Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. Instead of drafting Josh That's Allen? That's right. Yep. And then, JP, look, I love the Alabama program, okay, but Leatherwood? I'll, I'll take Walter Little all day long over Leatherwood. Hmm. Okay. All day long. Okay, now we'll, no, even even though he hasn't played in the yeah, we'll have good. this in four years. Yeah, let's come back. That's a great and and right. In my opinion, and I like Leatherwood now. I mean, good he got s- strong hands, yeah. uh, feet, eh, but a little. I think he might be a better player long run. Mm. But like I said, we'll we'll have this conversation in four so years. So take a note. We'll uh, mark this point. We'll go back we four years it? from we'll now in 2025. We will review this part of the show and we'll regrade the Jags draft. So let's do it. That's well, that's the only way you really actually grade. <laughs> right. here, here's the reality. Right. As much as you get excited about the draft and look, Trevor Lawrence gives you reason to have great excitement and make no mistake about it. I mean, this is a, this is a generational pick. There's, there's no arguing that. It's it's an opportunity that comes along very few times. I mean, think about Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, uh, John Elway. I mean, are, are were there any other drafts where you had consensus number one picks before they even finished the college football season? Not many. Not many. There was always debates like, I mean, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, who should be number one? But there was no clear cut, no argument, no debate, number one overalls. There have been very few of them in NFL history. This is one. So, but the reality is there's been many Jaguar drafts in the past that we sit there and we go, man, this is a really good draft. This is a really good job. You know, and all of a sudden <laughs> it looks good. And then we get four years down the road and we go. <laughs> Nobody's left. This, like two of the guys, <laughs> two of the f- uh, top four, uh, four picks are out of the league altogether. Right. And then the other guys are are marginal starters and aren't even with your team anymore. So was it a good draft? No. You know, so time is always the true test of whether a draft is good. But the Trevor Lawrence opportunity here, it's it, it just everything else pales in comparison because this is what this draft is all about. And if he ends up being who we think he can become, it makes the entire draft an A. doesn't matter. Right. No, we don't have to go through every – just um, to your point of past drafts like that, 2017 draft class, right? Mm-hmm. The only two guys left, there were, what, seven players taken, Cam Robinson and Dewan Smoot. Fournette's gone. Westbrook's gone. Blair Brown, Jalen Myrick, Marquez Williams. And a lot of those guys oh. are out of the league. All right. Not even playing. <laughs> okay, go, go back to uh, even, like, for example, the 13th draft, the Luke Droke. Oh, draft. yeah. They're all – I mean, Cyprian played some after here, and then Gratz is gone. Ace Sanders didn't make it. Denard's in the scouting department now. Which, which he's a, such a good guy. Yeah. And Josh Jevons, Jeremy Harris, Demetrius McCray played a little bit, but not, that's it. Those, those, that's the way it was. And so. when, when, when that draft happened – we thought that was a great draft. Mm-hmm. But, again, time will always be the test of how good your draft class is because for it to be considered successful, you need to win with those players and that they need to have – the players themselves need to have staying power. Yes. They have to stay in the league and not, not just be in the league as guys that are, you know, toting a Gatorade cup, but, I mean, guys that play, guys that are good. You know, especially when you have two firsts, two seconds, and two fourths. I mean, this is 
This is a draft that, that it represents, and it was, is one of the biggest, greatest opportunities to change the franchise's direction, and you hope that it works out for the best. And Trevor Lawrence gives you a great chance at changing where this franchise had been to get it to where it wants to go. Let's touch on a couple more draft picks. We'll get on the uh, final two of the final segment coming up. But uh, let's go to day three on Saturday. The Jaguars go out to the Pac-12 and get Jay Tefelli, the defensive tackle from Southern Cal, who opted out last year. There was some COVID-19 issues. Family some, issues with uh, him. In this family. Legitimate. And that was really bad, yes. So he, he sat out, was no, away let's, from Let's football. stop with him real, real quick because he's a big, strong cat. He mm-hmm. did uh, for uh, USC's – uh, pro day he did like 30 reps at 225 i mean he's a he's a big dude you know one of the i don't know if he's uh samoan or hawaiian or what. that's his background he's from salt lake city originally okay, but well, yes just i mean he has that build you know that big mm-hmm. big body big frame he's strong he, he plays with strong hands uh his um uh, uh, wind, I think, is a little bit of a concern for me. How good of a pass rusher is he? I don't know that. Uh, I think he's still got a lot of work to do as a pass rusher. But the one thing I think that, that stands out, he's very strong at the point. And so if you're looking, because he was a three technique for the most part at SC, I don't envision him being a three technique. I think he is a guy that is more suited to playing the nose tackle or the one technique position just because he's one of those – high energy, uh, strong hands, point of attack type of guys. Okay, okay, that's uh, good to know. Now, you stay on the defensive line, and trader Trent Balky did us all a favor and got rid of the seventh-round pick to move up nine spots <laughs> in, that, in that round to get Jordan Smith out of the University of Alabama-Birmingham. He started at Florida, had some off-the-field issues there, transferred to a junior college in Kansas and then ended up in Birmingham and was a really good player for the Blazers last year. Yeah, he he um, uh, obviously the checkered pass with Florida, credit card scam or something like that. Correct. And then goes to UAB, uh, give him credit. He continued to fight and kept himself clean ever since the incident at UF. He is more comfortable playing in a two-point stance as an outside linebacker, which the Jaguars are going to institute some 3-4 and then also have some 4-3. But I think he's a, a, a would be a really good, strong side. In other words, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would be the left outside linebacker. And then Josh would be your right outside linebacker. So I think he's more natural with that. When he gets his hand on the ground, he he gets lost sometimes as a as a true defensive four three defensive end where he gets reached, uh, his footwork's not real clean. He just plays better when he's standing up in a two point and he can see things. So I think he's a good addition. And obviously, the checkered pass and going to UAB dropped his stock somewhat. And uh, he's got the measurables. He's got some numbers. So I think he's a he's a good addition. Six six two fifty five logs. Yeah, that's, that's the measurables, man. Yeah. He's he's a big dude now. He's a big dude. He's rangy. He's uh, he's athletic. He's got some bend to him. Uh, can he drop into coverage? That's not really what he was asked to do at UAB, and so that's I think the jury is still out on that. But anytime you can find an, an edge rusher in the fourth round, I mean, look, I mean, it's not like they they just fall off of the trees and they're everywhere to be gathered up. I mean, it's they're hard to find. 
So, uh, and I don't think he's a risk. You know, a lot of people say, you know, well, he's a risk, and that's why he's in the fourth round. Uh, I don't think he's a risk uh, because I think he's been he's kept his nose clean for a number of years. Let's come back. One final segment to go. We'll get to the final two Jaguars draft picks and go around the National Football League. And season tickets are flying out the door here at TIAA Bank Field. They are still on sale for the 2021 season, though. You better hurry. Those who place deposits for new season tickets, it's time to lock in your seats now. Check for a link in your email. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. A team of representatives is standing by to help you get back to the bank. And the schedule should be out next week as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hi folks frank franzi here for the best barbecue in town that is bono's head to bono's today 15 locations on the first coast and six more at tiaa bank field you see bono's is the official barbecue of the jacksonville jaguars you want great barbecue you want bono's plenty of parking clean family restaurants and oh by the way the best barbecue you have ever had so if you want great barbecue head to bono's today the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk, checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk, checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Whether you're going coast to coast or running a quick out, Ford trucks and SUVs are built to turn any drive into a winning one. America's best-selling brand puts the biscuit in the basket with a versatile lineup of SUVs, including Ford Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and the all-new Bronco Sport. The playmaking F-150 and the go-to Super Duty continue their dynasty as the best-selling truck in America for 44 years straight. Break away and visit your local Ford dealer today. Best-selling brand based on 2010 through 2020 CY total sales. 44-year claim based on 1977 through 2020 CY total sales. 
Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're along with us. And if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community and fuel greatness from anywhere. Dairy snacks, milkshakes, cookies and, <laughs> I, cookies and cream I milkshake. don't know if that's included. <laughs> But that's, hey, a, that's a dairy snack, or it's a loophole. One it's like a du- it's like double dairy. You got the the <laughs> ice cream and then the milk to make it a milkshake. Good point. It's a lot of dairy in there. Uh, let's uh, wrap up our look at the draft picks for the Jags and go in the fifth round. Luke Farrell, tight end, Ohio State. Personal pick for Urban Meyer. It felt like because, as we said on an earlier show, and we saw in the draft uh, room phone call to Farrell, he said, "Hey, Luke, you're going to be a member of the Jaguars." Oh, great. Let me talk to your parents. <laughs> like, they go straight to the parents because they're all tight because he played for Urban at Ohio State. Like, they're family friends of everybody. Oh, I got you. And uh, the reaction was, was pretty cool. Check it out on Jaguars.com. But blocking tight end here. Yeah, he's an inline tight end. Uh, the, the only thing I would say, because I haven't watched Luke Farrell yet on film, is that, boy, you know, when the head coach the, finishes up the draft and talks about his disappointment of not being able to get a – you know, significant tight end early in the draft. It's like, wait a minute, didn't you just dra- – you did <laughs> draft a tight end, right? His name is Luke Farrell. <laughs> right. So, uh, but I mean, he's, you know, he's – and I think the point is is that, you know, you're trying to look for a dynamic receiving type tight end that that can threaten defenses. And is Luke Farrell that? No, but look – They're going to run you, the ball, though. If you can, If you can get really good blockers and if you add another good blocker to the one that you signed in free agency – uh, look, you, you, you might be in a real good place. So so we'll see. And uh, and I look forward to watching the film on him uh, between now and next Thursday's show. And then finally in the sixth round, the Jaguars go up to Atlanta and get Jalen Camp, the wide receiver from Georgia Tech. And as we said last year when Tyler Davis was the pick out of Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, the tight end, you know, that's an offense still in transition. They played triple option there for, what, 15 years, Paul Johnson. This right. is this was only their second season out of that. So playing um, a different time of offense. Well, Jalen Camp's been there his whole career. So he played in both offenses. As a receiver outside, you got to get a little dirty, get, some, get physical and, and block and do all that stuff. So his receiving stats aren't huge. But his pro day stats are through the roof, logs. This guy is dynamic. Yeah, what, what, like. what, what's his measurables? Uh, I mean, Six two, two twenty, big, big, big body. Yeah. You know, he's right. he's got uh, he's built kind of like a like a small H back, which is much bigger than a wide receiver. His speed is off the chart. He's athletic, and I think when you start to get in the later rounds, you're looking at guys that just can make a roster. Yeah. and make a contribution first and foremost on special teams because, look, the reality is, is that when you go in a game day, your top three receivers, four receivers, all are going to be guys that are going to be able to contribute on offense. And then after that, if you're going to be active on game day, you've got to be a significant contributor on special teams. And when you have the measurables that Jalen Camp has as far as the height, weight, the speed, you got a chance. you got to be a chance. you got a chance of being active on game day. I mean, look. 30 bench press reps yeah, right. at 225? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I was a linebacker coming out, and I didn't even come close to that number. I was like 20, like 18 or 20, somewhere in that range. 
And then this guy runs a 443, 39-and-a-half-inch vertical. I mean, that's I mean, it's hard to ignore, and I'm not a big fan of drafting numbers. Not. But when you get into the late rounds and six and seven, mm-hmm. you got to start drafting guys that, that aren't about sometimes being on film. You need to start drafting guys that have f- – some some type of freak attributes, okay? Those numbers are freak attributes. And that's a guy that has an opportunity to make your team just because of those numbers, because of what he can give you on special teams. Let's take a look. There's there's our review of the draft picks. Uh, well done, Lance. Almost. We, we'll come back on the tight end. We'll come back on Farrell next week. Poor, yeah, right. poor guy. Yeah, right. I felt bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the National Football League, though, and... Broncos tackle Jawan James suffered an Achilles injury away from the team facility. We talked about this. His $10 million salary is not guaranteed because of that. It is considered a non-football injury. The league clarified in a memo this week that an injury sustained while a player is working out outside of team supervision in a location that isn't an NFL facility is not covered by the standard contractual injury guarantee. That guarantee is for skill, injury, and cap purposes. So... He could lose $10 million. Let me, let me summarize this. Yeah. He tore his Achilles working out away from the team, which means his salary is now not guaranteed. The team could not could opt not to, could say, you know, we're not going to pay you because you're hurt and you didn't get hurt while you were with us. Correct. If he did the exact same thing, the exact same motion, tore the exact same Achilles tendon while he was at the facility, contract's guaranteed. Yes. Okay, so – the whole thing that we talked about a few weeks ago about the union encouraging players or trying to get them to stay away in the offseason was a bunch of BS. And this is one of the reasons why. We we talked about creating camaraderie, being competitive in the offseason, sure. training better with others, mm-hmm. having the best facilities, having the safest facilities with COVID. And here's the another reason that we talked about if you get hurt, and you're on their time, then you're on their dime. If you're on your time, you're on your dime. You're on their time, you're on their dime. So you could choose to work out with the team, and then if you get sustain an injury, then your contract's guaranteed. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, tweeted something out, I read somewhere, that he was kind of like, what? He's not going to get paid? I mean, Patrick, Patrick, read the collective bargaining agreement, man. It's pretty obvious. That's how it's written, and it's pretty easy to understand. Green Bay Packers quarterback drama reports that Aaron Rodgers is upset and, quote, conflicted about his future with the Packers. We'll see how that goes down. And Logs' schedule is going to come out next Wednesday. Curious to see if the Jaguars have any primetime games. They haven't had a Monday night game since 2011. They haven't had a Sunday night game since 08. Well, first overall pick in the draft will get you a little bit more exposure. And to the Aaron Rodgers things, I'd, I'd, I'd say, Aaron, put your big boy <laughs> pants on. Come on, man. I mean, really. <laughs> I'm sure he's watching right now and like, you know what, Logs, you're on well, the I, list. Look, <laughs> you, you got a lot of teammates that are counting on you playing. Okay, and if you want, if you're trying to get something better contractually, fine. Then then do that. Okay, but all this, uh, I'm not going to play unless the general manager's fired, and and not coming out and commenting on it, and just kind of letting those assumptions run rampant. Um, yeah, look, if you want to go be the host of Jeopardy, fine. Then then go do that. I don't have anything against that. But I mean, don't don't 
complain oh, because, oh, the general manager, I don't like him, and he didn't draft a guy for me last year. And I, Come on, man. That's Jeff Vlogman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Our thanks to Joe Fortunato and Brent Reber, Trent Padilla, our entire crew. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.